This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharif Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. Simon and Garfunkel, Leonard Cohen, Bob Dylan, Billy Joel, Barbara Streisand. These are just some of the high-profile names of Jewish musicians who have had a huge impact on our popular culture. The subject is particularly topical as Israel is currently hosting the Eurovision Song Contest. The music guru, Sean Brokenshaw, who is also a DJ, TV personality and live entertainer, is giving a talk on this topic entitled The Sacred Chord at Betavid on the evening on Saturday the 25th of May. He, together with De- Desmond Sweek, the chairman of Betavid, join me now to tell me more. Uh, Daniel and Sean, welcome. Ugh, Daniel, Desmond, Desmond and Sean. Yes. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> da- Desmond and Sean, welcome. Thank Daniel, you. my brother, it's the love that counts. How are you doing? <laughs> so, so nice. Hello, Nechaim. How are you? Hi. Different audience. How are you doing? Lovely to be here. Thanks, Sharif. Um, so let's start off with the Eurovision World okay, Contest. Okay, right. Now, the Eurovision Song Contest, if you want me to be objective, yes. it's, it's become very much like, I suppose, these beauty contests, like Miss World. It's something that happens, but almost like a ritual. And it, it doesn't, you know, the winner of the Eurovision Song Contest has got most, much less chance of actually fame and glory than the winner of X Factor or Idols. Let's face it. Uh, but as such, it still is an important uh, expression, I suppose, of different cultures. Uh, you know, what amazes me, Desmond, is uh, listen to me. What yeah, amazes me, Sean, like. no, amazes, I'll call you Al. Yeah. Um, Sean. Sean, what amazes me is that the excitement around the Eurovision Song Contest, and my brother who lives in Australia was telling me that Australia is a member of the, and oh, actually yes. quite a good contender for this year's winner. Which means people are around the world are either A, being united by music, or B, there is something innate that in this pageant, if you want to call it that, that's had its popularity for such a long time. Two things I want to pick up on that. Um, it was initially designed to bring Europe together. The idea of a European community, which has now become uh, the European Union, and uh, they weren't envisaging Brexit, quite obviously, whilst they wouldn't have let the Brits enter in the first place. Uh, but anyway, um, You're I'm, Irish. I'm of um, Irish descent, so that's cool. Um, Irish are the kings. Irish right. are the kings of Eurovision. They won three times. Yes. Can you believe that? Yes. That's incredible for such a small island. But Israel's also done well as well, four by times. the way. Four yeah. times. Well, four. <laughs> oh, I said we were the winners. But anyway, um, Eurovision was meant to bring people together. Uh, in that kind of idea, it was also the the, the reason why Australia is involved. It, it was a broadcast thing. They found they could suddenly, when Telstar went up, they could broadcast to America, uh, to Australia, and they could include Australia in the whole, I suppose, the wider community. It does prove. I mean, I think it's still valid. You still, I think, it's really good to have it still. Um, I don't think that it is the Olympic Games of music at all, but it does prove the second point that I want to pick up on. And I mean, you ask yourself, what is this guy doing? He is a, he's Irish, um, he's a lapsed Catholic, and what is he talking about Jewish musicians for? Come on, prove your worth, my friend. Right, Sean, let's hear it. Let me contextualize what we're going to do. I, as I, as you introduced me, I do live entertainment. I'm also a, a DJ like you. I announce, I host, whatever. I prefer to call myself a storyteller with music involved. And I'm on TV as well and I do all kinds of stuff. But the thing is, music to me is the one thing that glues the human soul. Think about this. Think about this. The parts of you you can measure. For example, how much money you've got, how tall you are, what your education is, all of the stuff you can write down on a piece of paper, call in Deloitte and say, okay, check me out and weigh me up. What is the measure of a man? 
and add 21 grams for the soul. However, now the 21 for the grams for the soul, which is the same weight as a packet of chips, but you didn't know that one. But nonetheless, nonetheless. But I probably know the calories in the All world. the other stuff, all the other stuff, all the other bits of us, you know, talk about love, experience, disappointment, fear, hope, triumph, the, the appreciation of beauty, culture, all of those things are stored in this unbelievable place that we don't understand. We call it the soul. It's in here somewhere. Where does it live? Does it live in the heart, the mind, the spleen? Where? Um, above us, below us, it's there. It's there. We can't deny it. Like you can't deny the feeling of the wind on your face. But uh, what glues that together is, is, is magic and music and people. Now, music is the one point of commonality. If I asked anyone, if I asked anyone, um, and I do with live audiences a lot, please, does anyone not like music in this room? It's fair that I ask you before that. No, not one human being has said, I don't like music. A lot of people have said, I don't like that kind of music or that kind of music, or I hope you're going to play that kind of music. And I'm sure as a DJ, you find that as well. But the point is, music unifies, it speaks to the soul, it is a sacred chord, it truly is a sacred chord. And you don't have to be Jewish, you don't have to be ex-Catholic, you don't have to be anything. You just have to have a soul and enjoy a good story. So I'm going to see you at Beth, David. Um, let's let's talk about um, the good story. Uh, okay, I, I must tell you, I agree with absolutely everything you've said. Cool. You know, you hear, I know, I hear music, and my body moves automatically. It just mm. wants to respond to that. You're made of water, you can't help it. Yeah, there's something within it that just makes you... Mm. You know, feel alive. Um, and that's obviously what unites and a bit of competition. You know, European competition can also add, I think, to the Eurovision song. I haven't let the Eurovision song contest. I don't <laughs> no, 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 don't give up I, on it. I mean, it's, it's, it's the I, way we can make war without like, killing each other. We have contests and sports and things like that. So it's healthy. But something you said um, earlier, and I think it might have been just before we started, is that usually at this Eurovision song contest, songs that sound of sound like anthems do mm. well. And you've mentioned that Ireland has won three times. And I remember actually living in Europe at the time, I think it was 95, when Ireland won. And my Scottish friend... John, Johnny Logan. <laughs> yeah, the Johnny Logan. Said, What's oh, another year? yes. They, yeah. They're using that eerie <laughs> Irish sound again. The musicality of the Irish soul that... that well, kind of um, beats out of the heart. How does the Welsh, how did the Welsh do then? Okay, but mm. moving on. Um, so the, the point I'm making is what is popular music obviously changes and what is, um, you know, what excites people today is not what might have done five, ten years ago. And even that equation is changing because of the fact that we now have a culture of access, not a culture of archiving. So if you want to go and find um, a, an obscure artist from the 70s, for example, say Shirley Jones, just go and Google it. Find it on YouTube. You can listen to it. You, you, it won't take you six months and much begging record companies in America to please dig in their archives. So what is regarded as being the past is now no longer the past. It's current. And the popular music, pop music, is just by definition what you like. So it's now changed that completely, completely. I mean, we, haven't, we, have, we have discovered time travel. It's called the Internet. Right. right. Uh, Desmond. So Sean's going to be at Bet David on, on this weekend, and I just happen to be a great fan of Sean's. See, having seen his shows numerous times. 25th, eh? 25th weekend. Saturday yeah. the 25th, yes. Yeah. Um, and a great fan. And the storytelling, and I thought Sean would be great to have at Bet David. And I, I, I saw Sean a little while ago and said, I'd like to give you a challenge. I've heard his storytelling about... 
music from the from the resistance period, struggle music. I've heard the Beatles. I've heard rock history. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> here we go I with the stuff. And Jewish don't music. The eerie Irish yeah. sound. Yeah. Please do not let that. Let so, go. so where we're going with on Saturday is somewhere different. It's a journey through Jewish music and Jewish musicians, and I think that's a story that Sean hasn't told before. So this is going to be fresh mm. and new, and. Um, while, while I'm talking, perhaps I should say that uh, we'd like as many people to come as possible. And to help that along, um, we have someone waiting on a f- at behind a phone. And if we'll give away five tickets if you buy a ticket. So one ticket, f- you buy one, you get one free. And can I give a number? Yes, yeah, sure. So they are going to, let's be very clear about this. Um, you are giving away free tickets. Buy Correct. W- buy one ticket and you get... One free. One free. Five tickets get one free. I'm they buy one back. ticket <laughs> and you get one free. Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> this is getting better. <laughs> <laughs> so buy one ticket. How many of these tickets are you giving away? Uh, We're giving Desmond? five away. So the first oh, five. Ah, you and I both oh, yeah, have the same no, one no. track mind there. So, yes. so in other words, if you, if the first five people that phone in, they can get five free. Right. And they are not going to phone in to us at no, High no, FM. No. Because they are going to phone directly through to you, and you are going to give the number. And it will be the first five people that call that number. They buy one ticket. On receipt of that one ticket, they will get one ticket free. Yes. So Glynis is waiting at the other side of the phone line, and um, she will uh, – we don't really want to give – if a person buys five, they're not going to get five free. We want right. five different people. Five, to, the first five different people. Right. To phone in, yes. And so the number is 011-783-711-8 or 7. So, again, that's 011-783-711-7 or 8. Okay, so we are going to take our break now. And after the break, we're going to look a little bit at what you can expect to hear on Saturday night on the 25th. Lovely. This is Jewish Board Talk with Cherie Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. And if you would like an evening of entertainment, then you have to go to Bet David on Saturday the 25th of May, where... DJ, TV personality, and entertainer, uh, Sean Brockenshaw. Sean Brockenshaw. That's the Allow one. Allow me to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and to do it with the correct accent and pronunciation, um, will be giving a talk on the sacred chord. Um, you were challenged by Desmond, the yes. chairman of Bet David, to talk about Jewish entertainers. How did you find that? It's actually remarkably easy because if we talk about the Jewish diaspora, we talk about the influence in several ways, actually, not only in people, not only in geography, but also in the way that music has been made and in terms of the sensibilities. You take someone like Leonard Cohen. How has Leonard Cohen influenced not only just Jewish music, not only folk music, not only American music, but the entire church, if I can call it that, of music? It now rings with the sacred tones of hallelujah. I mean, it, it's, it's it's got, got, got to number one three times, three different artists. Can you believe that? Yeah, it's, it's, it's haunting, actually. We, talk about Bob Dylan. Don't get me started. <laughs> um, talk about Neil Diamond. I mean, that whole scene, for example, I'll give you a little bit of a, a, an example of how geography and culture sometimes collides to create the most amazing recipe and most amazing formula. We go back to America in the 60s. Now, America was trying desperately to try and keep up with the British invasion. 
which is an island. It's a very self-contained culture. And uh, the, the UK music scene in the 60s was very small. And so everyone knew each other. America was a different thing. But they had to come up with an answer because the Beatles were killing them. And the whole of the <laughs> British invasion was absolutely slaughtering them. So uh, it first of all started in, in Detroit, a little company called Motown. Uh, Motortown, Detroit. That produced people like Marvin Gaye, Dinah Ross and the Supremes. That was the sound of black America, as they put it there in those days. The competition to black America and also the competition to white pop that came out of Britain centered around the Brill Building in New York. And most of the, most of the people that worked there had not only grown up in the area um, I- around uh, New York, uh, Brooklyn, Bronx, places like that, but there was, most of them went to the same school. Like the Erasmus High, uh, like Brooklyn High. People like Simon and Garfunkel, Barbara Streisand, Neil Diamond, um, Carol King, um, who was born Carol Klein. So you had this amazing, powerful little factory. And they were going for it. They're absolutely producing hits like you can't believe. And that's just one center of power. And that's the amazing thing about a resilient culture. Now, having Irish ancestry, I can relate with the Jewish ancestry because we're tough. And we take it. We take it where we go and we establish it with pride. And that's what music does. It adds to that. You know, it, it's uh, a specific culture of music adds to the wonderful pot of music. And if you look at people that you wouldn't think about looking about, like Lenny Kravitz, like Pink, for example, like Johnny Clegg, for example, I mean, there is just Trevor Rabin, for example, a local, a lot of local musicians as well. The guy who wrote, how about this? It'll blow your mind. The guy who wrote She with Charles Aznavour, also wrote the English lyric of Les Miserables, was a guy called um, Harold Kritschmar. And guess where he came from? He was Jewish and he came from Krugersdorp. Really? There you go. That does blow my oh, mind. Yeah. So the, the, the amazing, um, I suppose, uh, spread of the diaspora, the seeds of Jewish musicians and Jewish music who have kept their culture very strong. And you find the sensibilities uh, obviously coming out in the music. It doesn't matter whether it's jazz, whether it's rock, even if, if it's hip-hop. I mean, it, your listeners out there, if you haven't heard Asif Avedan, you have not lived. Um, and he is so current, and he's an ex-Israeli soldier, a very controversial figure. So, yeah, Tell me why there's so much to – well, probably because of his background and because of his, his Because dad, he's an Israeli soldier. His, yeah. yeah, that, that would automatically his make His dad also was a um, – was still is a very high-ranking Israeli politician and diplomat. Oh, okay. So he's taken a lot of flack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything flag. to do with Israel, so even yeah. music, automatically. And I really, I, I, I say to hang with labels. I don't care about labels. Uh, I care about, like Lou Armstrong said, there are two kinds of music. There's good music and there's bad music. I apply that to people. There's good people and there's bad people. So I have no track with any specific religion. I go for the truth. Sean, and I think you'll enjoy it. Sean. How did you, when tasked with this challenge by Desmond, decide on which Jewish musicians to focus on? What was your criteria? My criteria is maintaining your, I suppose, your cultural identity without um, actually becoming completely exclusionist. And the amazing thing about our country that we live in is that we went through this moment of paranoia which we're still going through which says you can be one thing but you can't be another thing mm. why can't you be mm. a dentist or mm. and a tennis player mm. um, Jewish and also um, you can add on so many things yeah, 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 identities identity. are not yeah, they one add to your identity identities don't take away and they're not exclusionist so people have retained um, their identity obviously it's important not people who whose second grandmother was Jewish and they're kind of like, yeah, okay, I suppose I could put on a piece of paper that I was Jewish. I'm talking about people like Irish musicians, like Scottish musicians, that um, 
you know, have added to the culture but not lost their own in the same point, in the same breath. So will you be talking through the musicians per se? Will you be identifying, yeah. say, Barbara Streisand? I'll or be, uh, what I like Bob to Dylan do when, when I tell a story, I like to go down this river, this magnificent river that could go in any direction generally, but obviously we need to know we've got to get to the port and the coast. But, um, yes, I will be talking about specific, um, musicians within the era in which they operated and okay. the relationship interlocking relationships between them okay. and will be broad. So I kind of anticipated that Craig will be saying wrap up, but before we do, um, Desmond, the first five people I imagine have already uh, called in. Now yeah. we want to know if you would like a ticket for you and your family, what is the process and what same number? You can use the same number or you can phone Tanya and can I give a cell number on 082-389-9399. So that's 082-839-9399. And the evening is, is obviously with Sean's storytelling as well as the, the music will be played. Mm. And there's a supper and there's sangria. So it's a whole evening out. So this is a, a dinner, it's a drink, yeah. it's entertainment. Good, and it's clean music, great fun. music yeah. for the soul. And yeah. it's 350 rand per person and that gets you the entertainment, the supper, the sangria and the whole Shebang. And some memories too. Oh, that sounds like an absolutely awesome evening. Thank you to both of you for coming in and uh, telling me about it. Um, I have no doubt it'll be a hot evening. Um, thank you. If anybody didn't get your details, I have them and thank they're welcome you. to contact me. And Lovely. I'd like to thank all of you for joining me. If there's anything on the show that you'd like to comment on, you can email me on Sharice at SAJBD. Thank you as always to Evelyn and Craig for producing. Until next week, I wish you all Shabbat Shalom.